Do you wanna play a game? Do you like scary movies? Do you wanna eat some brains? Is your chainsaw arm groovy? How bloodthirsty could a talking plant be? Eat your liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Come play with us forever, cause down here we all float. I never drink wine, so you're gonna need a bigger boat. Or a throat to choke, whether you're in the prim or dairy. Got red rum where your blood from, put your dead son in a cemetery. It's him or carry, be very afraid. You'll be our number one fan and get carried away. All working, no play, you know it always means you're in trouble, son. I came to chew gum and kick ass and I'm all out of bubble gum. What if Quint killed Jaws' his father? What if the Bob's body was marijuana? What if the leprechaun got a job as a bank guard? What if the wolfman had a cowbell instead of Every nards? scary movie made since Oscar Wilde was writing letters Had canon to watch them all and tell you how to make them better So put your earbuds in and forget what you're planning It's time to take our heads and shoot them out of a cannon 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 Shoot them out of a Shoot him out of a cannon. Shoot him out of a cannon. Shoot him out of a cannon. Shoot him Welcome. Out of a it's happening right now. Yes, listeners, listeners, we're coming in live, live. To, welcome to Head Cannon. We got to get you in here. This is an emergency, an emergency broadcast because Brent has some shit going on at his his house. Brent, please take it away. What's going on there? Well, I asked. You know, we took a little restroom break. And I went. And I took a break. I'm coming out, and my wife is like, uh, "Brent, uh, Brent." And I'm like, what? And so my kids have recently discovered the uh, Sims 4 game for the Xbox. Nice. And my daughter spent like like an hour like creating this entire lovely suburban family. <laughs> and, uh, and so like what I come what I'm looking at when I look at the screen is so the mom is like floating in the pool. The little girl is standing beside the pool, like looking at this, like not, no expression. <laughs> my daughter, my daughter, my own daughter has ran upstairs because she's upset that this has all happened suddenly the grim reaper appears and it's like waving his arms around the little girl on screen starts to cry like the little sims girl is crying my daughter's still upstairs right. the grim reaper goes away and an urn an urn is left behind on the side of the pool jesus that's wild you know i don't think i've played any of those sims games since like the super nintendo like back in the mid mid to late 90s right so that's what that's wild that's that's probably more effective than like any horror movie like you could probably show your daughter the exorcist and it wouldn't scar her as bad as as watching someone she created and loved for drown in the pool (laughs) yeah because she's been she's been hours with this family right (laughs) that's terrifying that's and everything, yeah. That's... Ben is t- and I left, so I was like, I'm out. Yeah. I can't deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> I had something to do. Right, Dev, I'm out. But no, check this out. Uh, so full disclosure to listeners, we're we're recording a double episode tonight. So we just recorded our episode for Monster Squad, and now we're we'll, we'll talk about this movie here in a minute. Um, but so these may come out months apart. You might you you might have heard Monster Squad five months ago. And this one's just now coming out. Who knows? That's the magic of podcast time. But um, one thing I didn't get to mention is uh, Brent. Last week was it? Last Thursday? Last Wednesday or Thursday? I had to take you know because I'm working from home, 
Um, so I had to take a break in my day and go pick up uh, these ducks that Shauna had ordered. So, okay. so my wife, Shauna, she wanted, and this is part of the reason we live in an unincorporated area of our city is so we can, we can do things like have ducks and chickens. So we've got all this, uh, gear coming like a chicken coop and a duck hut and all this stuff. And so I went, I had to go to the post office and pick up these three little ducklings last week. So, okay. That's adorable. Yeah. Yeah. So it was it was weird. I was like, I was they like, came in a box? they came in a box. Yeah. Like, and then, and I was like, are you sure this is the best way to do this? Like, is there, is, you know, but so I guess they ship them right to the place. And like, I had to go and pick them up and I, I go up to the guy at the counter and I was like, Hey, I'm here to pick up some ducks. Like there should be some ducks here for me. And he looked at, he was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like you're, you're, fu- you're fucking with me. Like you're, you're no, you don't, you don't get he was like, you don't get, well, he, he looked at me like, what the hell are you talking about? So then like his manager came up and, uh, his manager thought like, it's one of those guys who like thinks he's real funny. Like he's probably been doing this job a long time, probably kind of enjoys it. Like he's kind of the man there, you know what I mean? And, uh, yeah. so he comes up and he's like, Oh ducks. Yeah. I think I, I saw some ducks flying around outside. You just got to go catch them. You know? And I was like, Oh yeah. Ha ha. Okay, okay. I got you. And he was like, yeah. uh, he was like, no, hold on. So he goes in the back and even before they come out, I can hear these like little ducks chirping, like, chirp, 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 right. So he brings them up. Um, and he tells the younger guy at the register, he's like, he's like, okay, you better like get them all ring up and like have him sign and check in there. Mate, we want to send him home with the right thing. We don't want to send him home with chickens if he's here for ducks, you know, like, ha ha ha, just kind of joking around. Yeah. And what I told the guy something that was 100% serious, but he took it as a joke. I was like, I was like, no, the ducks are now, I'm going to be back for chickens in about a month or so, (laughs) which is 100% true. Like Shauna is also planning on getting chickens, but the guy was like, he was like, ha ha ha. Yeah. You're coming back for chickens too. That's a funny joke. Ha ha. And like walks (laughs) off. And I was like, not like, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be back in about a month for a box of chickens. So, so, what kind of chickens and ducks are these that you need to order them off the internet? Like, can you not just go get some like at a pond or? I don't know. That's a good question. Shauna, Shauna has done a bunch of research. Apparently they're like specific breeds that you get for specific reasons. Like they're either like uh, very domestic. They behave well. They, you know, like things you look for in certain breeds of dog, like, I guess. And you can't really yeah. just go to a shelter and pick up ducks and chickens. I don't know anything about this. Um, but so I yeah. guess, I guess she looked up like specific breeds that are good for specific things. Like the, uh, the eggs are real tasty or whatever it might be. Um, yeah, but I, so, think, you can get, I think you can get chickens at rural King. Remember that place? <laughs> I you do. Don't have one where you are. I don't, yeah. I don't think they have any of them up here around Chicago, but yeah, I do remember that place. Yeah. Yeah. Rural King, you get chickens there and if you can get like pink guns. <laughs> Pink camouflage guns. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure you can. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So that's what. So for the last week or so, we've got like all these little ducklings in our laundry room. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, in a little kiddie pool with like uh, with a little he- heater in there, so they can all like get under the heater and stay warm. And you know, we've got like food and water in there, and so they're not supposed to go. We can't. We can't put them outside yet for like 
um, a few months, like two or three months, till they get a little bit bigger. But oh, okay, because they're so small. Yeah. So they stay in a pen with the chickens. They will see. I I think by the time the chickens get here, the ducks will be a little bit bigger. So we'll keep them separated. Um. And then, so the ducks will go outside first because they'll be bigger. I don't know. Sean has got it all planned out. Yeah. 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 Okay. That sounds like fun, man. It's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> eggs. Fresh eggs. Yeah, that'll be nice. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so. Love it. Well, cool. Well, let's jump into the movie. So, what uh, what movie were we talking about tonight? Oh, Inhuman Kiss. Inhuman Kiss. This is an interesting one, and I think uh, I think this was my choice, and I, I think the main reason I chose this movie was because as I was researching um, horror movies for us to watch, because obviously they're like the really well-known horror movies, but I wanted to go back and look at some of the, some of them are like older movies, and some of them are foreign films that influence, you know, maybe they're not as well-known in like mainstream yeah. American culture, but if you're like a, a horror movie filmmaker, you probably know them, you know? Um, so this isn't, this isn't really one of those. This is a little more recent. This movie is damn it. I didn't write this one down either. I think this is 2019. This is a pretty recent yeah. movie, Very um, recent. but it's a Thai movie. So this comes from Thailand. And um, what, what really interested me about it was it's, it's about a mythological creature that I, I guess is pretty popular in South in the in the South Pacific, um, you know Philippines, Indonesia, uh, Thailand, like kind of that whole area. And anybody, please, if I'm getting this wrong, this is like just research I've done on Wikipedia and like because <laughs> I found it interesting. If I'm getting anything wrong, like this is not part of my culture, please please correct me in the comments. Send us an email. We'll we'll correct it. Um, but I just thought it was super interesting because it's a it's a creature called a krasu or a krasu. Oh, that's not how I interesting how, how did you think it's pronounced because i don't know i'm sure i'm wrong as well kraus oh crap oh, yeah crap i could be yeah uh, yeah I'm not... I, I, it could be either way i would love to know yeah i've only read the word but but so it's basically like it's like a vampire but and in this in this movie it's just like a head with some tentacles coming out of it but i don't know if you how much research you did or if you googled this at all but like in in common folklore it's a woman a krasu is a woman who's been uh tainted or cursed or infected or whatever it might be with this with this curse and so at night her head detaches from her body and pulls all her internal organs with it so like her heart and her stomach and her intestines come out in some depictions you'll also get like the lungs and the liver so it's just this like floating head glowing and it's always like glowing there's a luminescence to it with like all of the bodily organs just hanging down from this head and it flies around like a vampire what's that brand i'm sorry go ahead octopus yeah yeah it one and this yeah, in this movie, it had like a lot of tentacles and stuff, so she could yeah. grab stuff and and uh, and. Cr- but yeah, basically, like kind of like a vampire, they go around and I, and like bite people and drink their blood, and I think eat livestock and eat babies. And so this is like a real bit of folklore in the South Pacific. Yeah. Um, that I mean, just like we have movies about vampires and zombies and all that stuff, uh, they have movies 
dating back, I think like even back to like 1973, um, there's a movie, uh, there are movies about the Krasu. So that's like kind of a popular monster over there to put in movies in their pop culture. So I just thought it was yeah. super interesting. Oh, I have, I have a, um, an example of one from America. Okay. Um, my wife is from, my wife, Kara, she's from New Mexico. Okay. And there's a, uh, a witch called the Ditch Witch. Okay. And it's named like, I think it's name is like Le Le Leorna or something like that. Oh, is that, oh, that's like a Spanish, yeah, La Llorona or something, yeah. I need to be about it recently, like in the past couple of years. Yeah. And what it is, it was a myth to, to scare children out of the ditches. Because do you remember like the scene in Terminator 2 where like John Connor's got his motorcycle and the Terminator's following him in that like, in that big ditch, right? Yeah. Well, they had things like that in New Mexico, man, and the temperature swings are so crazy there that they like flash, they get flash floods from like the, the snow on the mountains. Right. And so kids playing in there and the snow would just turn to water and just rush down the mountain and flood. Right. And they just so wouldn't they even have a chance. Like, yeah, so the ditch witch would come and get you if you played in there. Oh, wow. That's crazy. I had no idea. I heard of that movie coming out recently, but I knew nothing about it. That's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's like this weird, terrifying memory my wife has. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So even so, your wife, would her, would her parents tell her about this, or was it like other people would tell her about La Llorona or whatever? La Llorona, I think... Um... I think maybe like the grandparents like would tell her. It's like yeah. Old, yeah, old. It's old. Huh. Yeah. That's that's super. I just want to say that I'm not known for being a fan of horror movies. Uh huh. And I this movie made me a fan. Like before, it was like, yeah, I'm gonna talk on a I'm gonna talk on a podcast and say some funny stuff about some horror movies. <laughs> but this one, like. Because I always thought, you know what I always thought? I was wondering, like, why would a grown adult, like, want to, just, like, have something jump out at them in a movie? <laughs> right. You know, like something for kids. It's just like, eh, like, I remember, like, as a kid. Because you know what? You know what's like, you know what is scary, Corey? What's that? Being an adult. <laughs> right, yeah. That's scary enough, man. Having kids and, like, like, like making, like, making money to, like, support them and shit. Right. That's just scary. You know, like, you know what's real scary, dude? It's like waking up in the middle of the night, like, to a dream where, like, I don't know, like, your boss, like, in your dream, like, caught you jerking off at work, and now you have to, like, tell your wife, tell your wife like, why you were fired, right. you know, and, like, why you're on the news later. Like, that's, like, that's kind of stuff, like, that's scary shit. Oh, man. Like, the movie's scary. I, I think this was fun. It was... <laughs> I think this is the beginning of a horror movie we're going to write, where a guy takes revenge because he was fired after after jerking it at work, having a little work jerk. We'll call it the work jerk. You know? Work jerk. It's got Steve Martin in it. <laughs> Somebody's got to jizz in all these cans. He does it while playing the banjo. <laughs> That's right. Oh, man. But, you know, this this one was fun, though. It's like, I get it now. It's like, okay, like, scary movies are fun. It's it's all in good fun. And this was a good one. Yeah. It's really weird. Really fucking weird, man. Well, and I, th I think for me, like, I was a big fan of horror movies as a kid because I used to watch them a lot. When Whenever we'd go to uh, Blockbuster, like, family video and rent movies, you know, I feel like I would always grab horror movies because as a kid I thought it was cool. You know, it was something that – um I mean, obviously, my parents would rent it for me, so they were okay with me watching it, but it was something, yeah. it felt a little bit more adult as a kid, and, 
when you're a kid and you also get like there are there are like it's a it's just a cool uh, atmosphere that you don't get in other movies like you'll either get either it's like goofy and campy and fun and you get like goofy kills in slash slasher movies people are getting killed in all these like goofy creative ways and as a kid and i always wonder like what the you know because i'm sure i've been desensitized to that kind of stuff watching it so young but it was fun for me as a kid like i didn't care if i was desensitized or not i just thought it was fucking cool you know plus you know, there were usually some, some boobs in a horror movie that, you know, so as a, as a kid, it would always be like, oh, and I'll get to see some boobs. Like, it's great. You know, what's, what, what's there not to like? Um, but, but then I feel like I, I didn't watch horror movies as much for a while as I got into adulthood, especially I remember, at least for me, 2012 was a really hard year. Um, because my, my grandma died and like, uh, my great aunt died and like Shauna's grandma died and like my other grandma died the year before. Like a, I, I really hadn't had anyone close to me die until it got to 2012. And then like a lot of people all died at once. My grandfather too, like died right in there. I, so it's so, like everybody kind of all died around the same time. Um, yeah. And so after that, I remember there were movies like, so, so, yeah, like, the, there were things, like, I just didn't even, I couldn't enjoy certain things as much, like, um, because I, I, I remember a couple movies in particular, like, Tropic Thunder, if you yeah. know that movie, I've gone back and watched, I watched it recently, and I love that movie, it's a great movie, you know, but at the time, there's some, like, over-the-top gore in it, and I just remember uh, not liking it, it was just too, I, I don't know, I didn't care for it at the time, just because yeah. things were too dark anyway, and same thing, if you've seen James Gunn's movie Super with uh, Rain Wilson, the guy who plays Dwight from The Office. He, Not yet. I he, would watch that. That movie's awesome. He's in it. Elliot Page is in it. Uh, who, I think, uh, Kevin Bacon. They were in Juno together. Oh, was he in Juno too? He played a really small role as the, he was the store clerk that so, sold, he's like, your ego's prego. Oh. <laughs> Not See, I, I think I saw Juno maybe once when it came out. I don't really remember it. Um, okay. But there's also there's some like pretty graphic violence in Super too. And at that time, like death just felt really, yeah, uh, close and like very like it was like very visceral in real life. So seeing it in a movie was not very enjoyable to me. Right? Not um, what you needed at the time. Yeah. So, but but recently in the past few years, because I've always been into Stephen King too. I always read, you know, started reading his books as a kid, and over over the past couple years, especially during quarantine, I started reading a lot of Stephen King again and listening to kind of horror podcasts, and it's gotten me back into horror movies and kind of that whole genre. And I think, at, especially at this age, you know, people will point out the similarities between horror and comedy, and I do think there's kind of some you know, because with drama movies or action movies, there's a lot more, uh, you know, you got it. You have character beats and plot beats and there's a lot. But with with comedy and horror, both, you really have to create an atmosphere. You know what I mean? Like you have to you have to if you don't yeah. create the right vibe, like you could hit you could hit the character beats, you can hit the plot beats. But if you can't create that the ambiance, the vibe to creep people out. It's just not, it's not going to work. It doesn't matter what else you do, you know? Um, 
and so I, you know, and I think in the right frame of mind there, and I, and I think with horror, there's a certain kind of catharsis. Um, I, I think there's a lot of, uh, also a lot of like symbolism and, and part of the reason I love science fiction so much is because you can, you can say a lot without directly saying it. You can say it in like a fun way without having to, having to like beat people over the head with it. You know, I think there's a lot you can do with horror in that regard too. So, so that's why I've come, come back around to horror in recent years. Yeah. Interesting, man. That's cool. Yeah. What, what, yeah. That's, that's, that's an awesome story. I love that. Yeah. Much respect family my man <laughs> thank you thanks yeah yep. um but so yeah, we'll, 2012 man fuck that year fuck yeah 2012 man that was a that was an asshole of a year i hear like the mayans had like jefferson chiseled on like <laughs> the end of it <laughs> they did, yeah people were like how did why is this in english like why are the mayans chiseling <laughs> things in english what? suddenly just says jefferson yeah that's yeah, it's like you know mayan mayan script and then just jefferson they were like where the fuck where'd that come from <laughs> That's so they, funny. They were like, your whole family will die. <laughs> <laughs> Just the people you love. <laughs> but so let's get, into, let's get into Inhuman Kiss. Let's get into Inhuman Kiss. Yeah. So this movie. Um, so Britt, do you want to give a little synopsis? What was your thought on it? What were your thoughts on this movie? Well, let's see. The last movie that we covered was Monster Squad. And mm-hmm. I guess this is nitpicking, of course, but a similarity is um, and this just goes to your point of creating a mood, creating a scene, is the backstory, mm-hmm. right? So there's this backstory of the kids. And again, it's as mo- a lot of scary movies go, as they go, um, there's a scary house. And some friends, like, I think there's like four, four friends. Four friends, yeah. They sort of like dare each other to go, that classic trope of like yeah. the kids dare each other other uh, each other to go into the scary house mm-hmm. that's abandoned or whatever you know and so and so the backstory goes that they go and they're like i think they're gonna like maybe scare each other or just be scared in the house yeah well i think they're, they're playing hide and seek i think it's so part like, of it yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay yeah 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 uh, and then like it kind of ends where one little girl is staring into like a like a box mm-hmm. and this floating head this like head just sort of like go, comes up beside her and like whispers at her and then boom and that's the end yeah <laughs> it's when it launches into the beginning of the movie yeah 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 so I th- yeah so i thought that was cool it set it up nice and it goes and then it so then it cuts to these guys uh, all these kids when they're like i don't know how old they're probably around 18 like 17 18 right yeah um yeah but so then it goes so one of so one of the boys the boy that went into the haunted house with her, uh, Noi or Noe, um, yeah. he's gone. So we don't know where he went, but the main character kind of ends up being Sai is the main character. And then, so she is, I don't think she's a doctor, but she's like helping the doctor and nurse who have gone on. At, yeah. And they have that real cringy walk where he's like flirting with her. Yeah. Is And his flirting is like poking her with sticks and, you know, like what teenagers do. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah, and so and and that character, so that character is Jerd. He's the other. So there are two guys and two girls in this friend group. Yeah, Cy, the other boy comes in later because yeah, yeah, he's been gone for. Pardon me. Yeah. So that's so yeah, Jerd. Jerd is like, uh, yeah, cringily flirting with her, and she's she's being nice. They're friends, but it's obvious like she's not. The feelings aren't reciprocated. Like you know, she's. Yeah. She, he's just a friend to her, you know, it's pretty yeah. obvious. Um, but so then, 
I think one of the earliest, because I've got the whole line written down, is, oh, oh they bring in, because these, these parents bring in their kid, and he's got, like, glass in his knee. I don't, he, like, fell on a broken bottle or something, because Sai is, like, picking the glass out of his knee. Yeah. And it's, a, I think, a small village where everybody kind of knows each other. Um, and the woman's, like... Did you notice know the baby in a jar? Whoa, no. Oh, on the side. Yeah, because <laughs> there's one point where... What's his name again? Not his name is um. Jerd. The guy, Jerd. Jerd's like, why are you in here? All this weird stuff. Does it creep you out? And right beside him is this baby in a jar with its eyes like wide open. It's Damn. like floating in formaldehyde next to like lizards and shit. I didn't. I'll have it's to go so... back and look. I didn't notice that. <laughs> That's real weird. That's hilarious. Yeah, check it out. It's real, it's real realistic too. It looks weird. Huh. Okay. Good yeah. Problem. I did not notice that. No. No, so, but then, so this woman who brought her kid in, she's like, she's like, I heard a Krasu, whatever those creatures are called. I'm just going to call them a Krasu. I heard a Krasu ate your neighbor's hens. You need to keep your doors and windows closed and don't leave your laundry out hanging up because they love to wipe their mouths on laundry. And so like, that's out of nowhere. You kind of like get a lot of information about what a Krasu is and like how to protect against a Krasu. Right off the bat. Yeah. There is a lot of people saying, be sure to lock your doors and windows. Yeah. (laughs) And if it wasn't for, like, the first scene where, like, she wakes up and you're like, oh, it's like she's becoming a woman kind of thing because it's like her her bed sheets have been bloodied a little bit. Yeah, yeah. And you don't really know what's going on at first. But then, like, I had forgotten about that scene. And then there's the later one where they're about to, and it's not very much later. Uh-huh. But they're about to go on patrol or something like that, and they're sitting in like what looks like a carport, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Be sure to lock your doors and windows." And I'm like, "These people are so like, what doors and windows? <laughs> like, where, like everything is open. Like, you know, they 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 they're a lot. And that does the other, the other thing was I wasn't sure about like the time and plate, but the time was that like because some people were like in rags, and yeah. other folks seem to have a little more modern clothing. I think it's I think it's set in the oh it's either the seventies or the forties. It is a period piece. It's a period piece. Okay. Yeah, um, and and not just because she's bleeding on her sheets. It's also it's also <laughs> takes place in a different period of time. Um, but um, but yeah, and that was one thing uh, I thought was interesting was that because in a lot of monster movies or, or you know, vampire movies, anything like that is nobody believes it's usually the main character is like, no, this thing is real. And everybody's like, Oh, you're crazy. Nobody believes you. Like, but I, th- I thought it was kind of fun how it was flipped in this movie where everybody takes it seriously. Like nobody doubts it at all that, that there is a Krasu and that it is fucking eating cows and shit. And like, I don't know. Very few people doubt it. Like everybody's like, "Oh shit, yeah, lock your windows. This is a fucking problem," you know? <laughs> yeah. And those those like um mercenaries or whoever they were. Yeah, the Krasu hunters, yeah. What were, say it again? I all I've just I think of them as the Krasu hunters, right? Cuz they just yeah, go the they hunters. go around hunting Krasu. And I thought it was real funny at one point like, so at one point they're like, how do you know that the Krasu is here? And they show them the shrunken heads. Right. And then there's a scene a little later where they're practicing their target practice and they're throwing the shrunken heads into the air. Yeah. 
Yeah. And like, but it's like the recruits that are doing it. And I just thought it was funny because, because the recruit is like, must have been at some point like, this is how you train to kill a cross? Like, can we like literally throw anything else up in the air? <laughs> right. Does it have to be <laughs> shrunken Krasu heads? Like, I have little shrunken head brains all over my burlap sack right. outfit. Right. Can't, these we... are my clothes, man. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, we can use these little we can use these little plum mangoes. Like throw fruit up in the air, shoot at the fruit, you know, shoot the fruit. We don't got to we don't got to be shoot. But but so that's so yeah, so so to that point, so she so that's kind of the setup of the movie. And then pretty yeah. early on, she and Jerd are walking through the woods at night. I think maybe he's walking her home, I forget. Um but so they run into their old friend Noi, Noi, um who's been gone for forever. And so they're happy to see him, but then right behind him are the Kursu hunters. Yes. Right? So apparently his story, no, Noi, uh, is he went to, I think his family moved to Bangkok. So they went to the big city for whatever reason, probably a job or something, and then his parents died. And since then, he's been kicking it with these Kursu hunters, which is kind of weird because he doesn't seem to be like, he doesn't seem to like them. He doesn't seem to like hang out with them. Like he yeah. doesn't he doesn't seem to have any interaction with these Krasu hunters. Yet supposedly he's been kicking around with them for a year or two. And he and the reason he brought them to this village is he told them there was a Krasu here, which he doesn't even know that that's true. He just told them that as an excuse to get them to come here so he could visit his home village. And it's like I don't I don't know why homeboy didn't just like leave and go like what's keeping him with the i don't understand why he's tied to these Krasu hunters and why he had to bring them along and couldn't just go himself you know but when they see him in the forest like he's not even with them right yeah like like ahead of them and they like walk up on him yeah and, and yeah, it, it's, i didn't think of that and at no point after that like he doesn't stay with them he doesn't hang out and in fact Jerd starts training with them and hanging out with them. So like Jerd is always with the hunters, but at no point does it seem like uh Noi is with the hunters at all. So that was one part of the movie I was like, why did he why did he even bring the hunters? Like why are they chilling? They don't even seem to like know each other, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that part was a little odd for me. Um Yeah. But so then so all this whole part um the, the girl, uh, Cy? what's her name? I'm having trouble with the names. You find Sai? Yeah, yeah. Every time Sai goes to sleep, she like, she's she's slowly and in, in, in waking up. She's slowly transforming it, it, into the the, the carouse. Yeah, like she's yeah, like she has these like terrible marks on her like her chest. Uh huh. And and like she's bleeding at night, and it's all this terrible stuff. Yeah. And eventually, like, she's slowly, like, if I'm if I'm jumping the gun, uh, stop me. But, like, eventually, like, her head just sort of pops off and she starts floating around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's it. And that's what, that was another th- interesting thing about this movie. Because the difference between this movie and other movies, similar movies where it might be, like, a, a vampire movie or whatever. Um, because these are, it's kind of a vampire-like creature. But I feel like there would be a little bit more mystery where you're, like, Oh, is that the monster? Are they the Wolfman? You know, and it's it's kind of a little bit more of a mystery. Whereas in this movie, it pretty much tells you off the bat, like right off the bat, 
she gets, you know, the little girl gets uh, visited by this Krasu. And like right from the beginning of the movie, she's waking up with blood on her sheets. So there's really no, and pretty early in the movie too even, you see her head come off and transform into the Krasu. So there's not really any mystery as far as like what's going on or who the Krasu is. You kind of know that from the beginning, right? Which I thought I think is an interesting choice for this kind of movie. Oh, yeah. And I love that they they incorporated like a Tibetan monk to sort of like <laughs> explain it to you, like, and then also just to tell you that like they're not like a scary creature, right? These are like like a like a peaceful. It's a peaceful entity or whatever. Yeah, and that was an interesting thing too. Yeah, because the monk. Well, and I feel like there's a lot of movies where, uh, like the Exorcist, like any vampire movie where like they'll bring in a Catholic oh. priest and they go to yeah. a church. You know, you bring religion into it, and I, and I think it's interesting that this was like just their version. And I, I assume, not knowing a whole lot about Thai, uh, you know, Thailand's Thailand's culture, is that you know the religion. You, so he goes to a Buddhist monk, and that's like his religious touchstone to to talk about these Krasu. So I thought I thought that was yeah, that was super interesting. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, With a good scene at the very end of the movie with the monk, but we put up. In- Go there at the end. Yeah, yeah, we'll get. The, yeah, yeah. The monk has some pretty awesome shit later in the movie, um, <laughs> <laughs> but so there's um, so then you know so you've got the hunters there. Um, you learn a little bit more about the Krasu. At one point, somebody says if the mother Krasu spits in water and a girl drinks it, she'll turn into a Krasu. Um, a man will be poisoned if he drinks the spit of a of a Krasu. Um, so you get a little bit more of the the folklore behind them. Um, yeah. and they're also and that de- happens at some point, like mm-hmm. a little girl, I think drinks after her. Yeah. Drinks you know, after Sai. They, they named the little girl cow. <laughs> was that her name? That was her name. That's the only name I remember. It was a little <laughs> girl's name was cow. Okay. It's just like, they just name them after like things they see in the village. <laughs> or <lap> sack. <laughs> right. So yeah, so no, so she goes to the to the hospital to to the little medical uh, building for help, and so Sai helps her, but then she takes a drink of juice and leaves it on the table, and the little girl takes a sip of the juice, right? Right. Which and she becomes too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they end up. Um, don't like the the hunters kill her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They like shoot her out of the sky and like tear her heart out of her tentacle. It's like in their tentacles or whatever, and yeah. she tear it out and squish it. Yeah, pretty immediately, pretty me. And it's 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 uh, uh, worth pointing out that the main hunter, a guy named Tad, is like yep. the wildest character in this whole movie. He's like this older brooding dude with like long silver hair, and he's he's just fucking off his rocker about hunting and killing Krasu. Like, he wants nothing more in this world than to just murder Krasu. He loves it. (laughs) He loves it. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And and so... Go ahead. Well, I'm not really sure where we're at. Well, rein us back in. Where are we at? So so I was just saying, so at this point, so this whole time, uh, they're developing the love triangle... Between yeah. between Noi and Sai, because you can tell as soon as Noi comes back that Sai is into him. She's got a thing for Sai, and then Jerd obviously has a thing for Sai, right? Yeah. So, so there, you know, so there's that love triangle there. 
the unrequited love from Jerd. Um, so he gets advice from the monk. Oh, so it's at that point where Noi realizes that Sai is the Krasu. Because he kind of chases the Krasu to Sai's house. And he peeks in the window as her head is like reattaching itself, right? Yeah. Well, also like the tentacle like comes down yeah. from like the second floor and like tickles his chin or some weird shit like that. Yeah, yeah. So at that point, so at that point he starts helping her. And so every night when she turns into the Krasu, he's bringing her like chickens and ducks and shit. And so she doesn't have to go out hunting. He's like feeding her through a hole in the floor. So these like glowing tentacles are coming down through the, through the floor and like snatching up this poultry that he's bringing to her. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, he's a good boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's doing, yeah, totally, uh, totally doing the good thing, trying to take care of her. Um, and so, so then they go back to the, basically the cabin in the woods for whatever reason. She's trying to like figure out what happened to her. And then they stumble. So this is when they come upon this. There's like a plant, an herb in the oh, that's forest right. that's like glowing. And which is a pretty cool shot. They go into this, this heavily, uh, you know, thick foliage area. And it's like glowing blue with all this glowing fruit, right? Yeah. Avatar. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It is, it is reminiscent of Avatar. Um, so then, so this is another part I thought was weird. So she gets, she gets these herbs, and they're supposed to stop you from turning into a Krasu. So she eats one, they put a bunch into a bundle, and then she and Noi kiss, and that's when Jerd, Jerd comes up with Tad and the, a couple other hunters, and he's like, He's like, Noi, you son of a bitch. Like, I, I like Sai. So then he, like, attacks Noi. And this is the part that's confusing to me. Because Sai runs off. And the hunters are chasing her. And she's just eaten this herb that's supposed to stop you from changing into a Krasu. But she immediately turns into a Krasu. <laughs> and, like, murders these hunters, right? <laughs> yeah. So that was the part. That part was kind of, I was like, so does the herb stop you? From I didn't understand into... either. Yeah, I don't know. That was a little confusing to me. <laughs> uh, yeah. So they get the herbs. So then Tad. Uh, so that's when that's when all shit kind of starts to to break loose because Tad, the hunter, goes back to the village and he's like, "I saw the Krasu. I saw its face. It was Sai." So then, like her dad and the whole village comes to her house and they're like, "Sai, are you the Krasu?" And they're like yelling at her to come out of her house. So. They're trying to get her to come out, and her body's trying to turn into the Krasu, but she's trying to eat one of these herbs because I guess they're supposed to stop you from turning into a Krasu, even though they don't all the time. And then her grandma, like, her grandma moved her bundle of magic herbs for no... She's like, where's my bundle of magic herbs? And her grandma's like, oh, let's see, where did I put those? Uh, and it's like... It's I like, smoked them. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I smoked all your herbs. And it's like, why are you going into her room fucking moving her magic bundles? Like, leave her shit, leave her shit where she put it, you know? Um, so it's it's supposed to be a tense scene where she, like, she finally finds the herbs and then she drops them in the mud. And then she has to go down and, like, pop one in her mouth before she can go prove she's not a Krasu, right? Um, so that a lot happens in this scene, actually. So that's when... The hunter, Tad, is like, no, she's the Krasu. I saw it with my own eyes. Jerd, tell them what you saw. And Jerd 
proves his loyalty to Sai and he's a good friend and he's like, no, she's not a Krasu. Actually, Tad and his guys were trying to rape her. And so he like lies for Sai. But then in response to that, to realizing things aren't going his way, Tad immediately like grabs the village elder and points a gun to his head. Right? You remember this? And uh, so the village, so the village turns against Tad and the Krasu hunters. And so Tad like points a gun to this guy's head and like pushes the guy back towards the village. So he's holding a, a gun on the village and he like shoots a shot in the air. The camera cuts away from him and looks to the village. And when the camera cuts back, he's gone. And I'm like, what the, f did he disappear? Like where, where did he go? He just like shot a gun and disappeared. Right. Uh, so I thought I thought that was interesting. So then we get into where Tad goes and and he he infects Jerd as a crocheting, right? So a crocheting, yeah, the male version of a crusu. So then we get a little bit of a, a we get a little more folklore that once upon a time there was a couple. Uh, I don't know if they were gods. Maybe they were gods, but she I think they were gods because she left her husband to be with a mortal man. And so he went to kill her or something for whatever happened. He turned into a crocheting and she turned into a crasu. And so that's been passed down through the bloodlines, uh, ever since then. And so the thing about crocheting, they always want to kill crasu, right? And there's that line where they run into Noi and Sai when they're in the glowing fruit and Jerd attacks Noi, right? He's like, you son of a bitch, you're kissing my girlfriend. And there's, there's a, a line where Tad, the, the Krasu hunter, he's like, uh, what's he say? He says, all Krasu are such sluts. That's his line. Oh, that's right. <laughs> you remember that? So, yes. I, he mentions it again later. Like, yeah. Yeah. So he, so man, I really think, and, and of course, like if you're finding any like symbolism or meaning in movies, at least for me, like, I'm always going to think, what would I mean if I did this? Like, if, if I were writing this movie, if I created this movie, what would the symbolism be from my point of view, right? So I almost wonder if there's not, like, uh, a feminist take on this where, you know, a crocheting, the vampire hunter, they're almost like an incel, right? <laughs> like, they want, they want to get with a woman but the woman doesn't feel the same way about them so there's just like oh she's just a slut like we'll just kill her and so like because that kind of becomes the crux of the whole thing is right. is the crocheting and there's a little bit i don't want to kind of jump ahead but there's also a point at the end of the movie where um well so, but okay yeah I'll, i have more on that later but before we get to the end of the movie do you have any thoughts on on where we're at so far or where or before we get to the very end no it's good let's keep going Okay. This is good. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm digging it. So, so then she's gonna run away. She's gonna run away with Noi. They want to go. They're gonna go to Bangkok together. They're gonna flee because it's not safe for them. No. Um, but her dad forces her to like sit down at a drive-in movie or like you know the uh, their their version of a theater. So they're all sitting down watching this movie and she can't go anywhere. So she just sits there in the middle of the whole village, and turns into a Krasu, like her head pops off her body, right? Um, so meanwhile, 
Tad has turned Jurd into a crocheting. So she's her head's floating around. Everybody's freaking out. And then Tad and Jurd swoop in. They're these like man bat creatures. And, yeah. And Jurd is going to kill her. He grabs her head, but then Noi runs up and stops him. Noi's like, no. He's like, Jurd, that's Sai. Come on, man. How can you? You can't do this. That's our friend. That's Sai, you know? Um, so Jurd sees reason there um, because he sighs his friend and she showed him kindness. And so he attacks Tad. So at that point, the two crocheting start fighting each other, right? They're like flying through the air. And this gets, oh man, this scene was the, I, I, like it's funny. It's like something out of a Tenacious D video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where they're flying around, yeah. Like the devil and, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not, not top-notch special effects, but it didn't look bad. It didn't look bad. It didn't look bad, no. I'm not saying it looked bad at all. Yeah, <laughs> but it's, but so then it cuts back to like her body and all the villagers go to her body and just start stabbing the shit out of it with like pitchforks and like they're just like stabbing the shit out of her body before Noi goes over there and he's like, hey, get out of here. Get out of here. You know? Yeah. Um, so then it, so that's that's basically the end of the movie. So he's carrying her body, um, which has been damaged. Like her- I forgot about the death, the death of, um, of Tad. Oh, you, you you know what? You go ahead. You talk about this part. Yeah, this part's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. It's bring in bring I've in the monk. Yeah. Forever in a movie. Yeah. It took me by completely surprise. There's always like you know, well, what does happen in a lot of movies is a character comes back and saves the day, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So like Tad is like about to kill somebody, or maybe Tad is like showing his bravado and he's about to lay some destruction down upon people. Yeah. And suddenly, I think like, he's about to chest... kill Jerd, maybe. I think he's about to kill yeah, Jerd. Sure. And suddenly, like, Tad's chest explodes. Like, it was like, bam, bam, like in three places. And then they, 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 it cuts to the monk. Yeah. This monk has this, like, shotgun. <laughs> and he looks, like, super badass. Like, yeah. he's, like, a monk. Yeah. So, I, like, monk saves the day, I guess. I, I love For that part. Reason. I, yeah, I wrote I wrote down yeah mo- the monk with a rifle comes in, and yeah, and you also get a little bit of backstory um, to where the head in the chest at the beginning of the movie that infected Sai as a Krasu was his wife, right? Okay. So the yeah. monk so the monk's wife was a Krasu, and <clears throat> he couldn't he couldn't live with her, but he couldn't bear to kill her either, so he put her head in a chest in the middle of the woods. And that's how that got there. Right. Yes. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then, so then Noi is carrying size body and he's like, minus the head. what minus the head. Yeah. Yeah. And he's trying to get it to a boat and he's going to like row them to Bangkok so they can escape. And her head is like flying along with them. Um, but at that point, like her body's ruined you know, it's really just a lost cause at that point. And so he gets in the boat and the head kind of stops and, and she can't talk or anything, but she's basically like, you know, you go ahead. I can't, I'm done for it's over for me. And then at that point, I think it's Jerd's parents. Somebody just shoots her in the head. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. somebody immediately shoots her in the head. And this is where I, I was kind of wondering if, um, if there isn't something of a feminist read here, because, 
she's not really trying to hurt anybody. And even as a Krasu, she's just eating livestock. It's not like she's attacking people. Um, so I wonder if the movie's if the movie's not saying something like, you know, girls just want to fly around and eat cow guts, you know, and just like eat livestock and have a good time, and then. And then even at the end, even though Noi loves her and is like cared for her, he's carrying her body, even though it's dead. Like her, her mind isn't there. The body itself is dead. So he just has this like physical representation of her with no life to it. There's no life in it. And her mind, basically her mind is like flying around, you know, after him. And he like is putting her lifeless body in this boat, um, you know, while and her mind is like, you know, basically, hey, it's it's over, it's done. So I'm, I I don't know. I was just kind of trying to think about like the symbolism there and like what maybe that represents and maybe what the intent was behind it. You know. Yeah, I love it. So, um, but yeah, so I thought this was interesting, and this was so Thailand. I, I I guess, and I don't know exactly how this works, but I guess every country kind of they send a movie to the Academy Awards. They're like, this is the best movie for our from our country um, for the award of the best international feature film. And so this was Thailand's pick. This is what they sent to the Academy uh, in, 20, I think it was 2019. Uh, maybe it was the 2020 awards. Um, but so this was not nominated. The Academy did not nominate this movie, but it was Thailand's pick for their country's movie, if that makes sense. Cool. So, yeah, that's cool. It was, it was a good movie. Yeah, I, I thought so. I enjoyed it. I thought I thought the pacing was a little slow at times. Like maybe they could have, they they probably could have shaved some time off of it. It was like two hours. It was over two hours. I don't know if it needed to be that long. Um, but it is a gorgeous movie. I mean, a lot of the shots, like you've got these wide shots of like these kids running yeah. through a field, and uh, as far as like yeah, setting atmosphere, setting tone, and it's it looks gorgeous. It's a gorgeous movie. I think. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, it was well shot. Again, yeah. like those, like those shots of like the, the uh, of, like where they're gathering the herbs and stuff. Like that stuff is it's it's like you said, gorgeous. Yeah, it's glowing. It, lo- it looks like it looks better, if not, it looks as good, if not better, than the Avatar scene where they're in the jungle. <laughs> like it's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks really good, and it's and I read a little bit more about um, the Krasu, and I guess it's um, a lot of people think maybe it's. You know, because there are a lot of reports of people actually seeing these things, which you get with any kind of mythology or, or, or legend like that, you know, but they think it's probably like light playing on swamp gas or methane gases. You know, people people are like, oh, I saw a Krasu, and it's like, no, you just saw some some light shining off a of gas. Um, But some, some things I thought were interesting was, I guess, I... Uh, According to what I read on, on Wikipedia or wherever I was reading about it, I, I read a, f- a few different things about it. Um, but I guess there's a saying that you you eat like a Krasu, right? So instead of saying, like, you eat like a pig or you eat like whatever, a saying over there is you eat like a Krasu, yeah. right? You grab poultry right. by your tentacles. <laughs> right, yeah. You eat raw chickens, yeah. 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 Um, but, I, <laughs> but, but I also read that there's a... To make it less scary, there's I think this is in Thailand. There's a, a place that used to be called the Krasu Marsh, right? But I guess to make it less scary, they changed the name to Happiness Marsh, so people people wouldn't be so scared to go there. Yeah, 
That's funny. So yeah, and I just thought it was interesting how, because um, the, you know, within the frame of the movie, the the Krisu isn't super harmful. I mean, it's it's eating livestock and stuff, but it's not really eating people. And it's not until they welcome in the Krisu hunters, and they really start the people start getting paranoid about each other, that they really have all this tragedy and and people start dying. Right? It's not the Krisu's fault. It's the people getting paranoid yeah. and bringing in the Krisu hunters that really causes the damage, you know? Yeah, you're exactly right. It's like, it's all fear-based. Right. Yeah. 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 But, but so, okay. So for, um, well, I've, I've got an idea. Do you have, maybe I'll go first. Do you have a kind of a head cannon of like what would make this movie better or what you think would be like happening behind the scenes? I'll go, you can go ahead and think about it. I've kind of got an idea. Let me hear yours. So I think in this world where Krasu exists, I like to believe that there are like a Krasu Olympics, right? Where Krasu are like doing gymnastics and like doing the the horse with the tentacles, right? And like doing a triathlon where they have to like swim and run hurdles or even like a like a tractor pull where they're like wrapping their intestines around around a tractor <laughs> and like trying to see how far they can pull it, you know? So that's that's my headcanon is that in this world of Krasu, there's like a whole sporting uh, event industry around Krasu, you know. I would I would watch that for sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What, what I was thinking, if it was like a backwards Krasu, and instead of like the head, just like <laughs> the pelvis and below, like run around, so they don't float. They just like they run really fast all over the place. But they they just always run into stuff. You get the intestines and stuff like flailing around <laughs> above, the, above the pelvis. Yeah. I love that. I lo- yeah, a reverse Krasu. That's awesome. I love that idea. I think that's great. <laughs> nice. Yeah, cool. Well, well, I think that's all I have on this movie. I mean, I, I think it's worth a watch. I'd recommend people watch it. It's, like I said, it's a gorgeous movie. I thought it was interesting. Yeah. It's got its flaws, but... Um, do you have any any final thoughts before we sign off here? Um, Inhuman Kiss Tibu Part Two. <laughs> in Krasu <in> Boogaloo. <laughs> Next week we're watching the classic 1983 slasher Sleepaway Camp. So make sure to watch that before our episode next Wednesday. And you can also follow us on social media on Twitter at Horror Movie Pod. Also on Reddit, r slash horror movie pod. You can find us on uh, Facebook, Danger Explosion Presents Headcanon. And we're also on Instagram at Headcanon. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to Headcanon. Ah!